0: This week on Dueling Review, it's Birds of Prey number one from DC Comics. Black Canary's life has spiraled out of control. Her personal life is going through the ringer, and her band is in crisis when an old flame resurfaces, only to flicker out and set her on an all new mission against an all new opponent. The only thing she has to be grateful for is the fact that she's not alone, as Huntress finds herself on a collision course with Black Canary's quarry at Detective Montoya's urging. Meanwhile, Harley Quinn has resurfaced outside Gotham City and out of the Suicide Squad with a new lease on life that is sure to make everyone else's life more complicated. I'm gonna press the record button. And we are I going to talk up. about Birds of Prey number one from DC Comics, Matthew. Oh my goodness gracious me. Now this is a black label comic, which this, this I, I really wasn't com- I really wasn't paying attention. You know, when I see Birds of Prey number one, I didn't look at the cover. I didn't look at anything. And when everybody voted it up over at the disc, or not at the Discord, but over on the Patreon page, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Everyone digs Birds of Prey. And then um, Sunday, I opened up the the good old uh, review file from, from DC Comics, and I said, here's Birds of Prey. Let me start reading it. Wasn't paying attention to the fact that this was a black label comic. Mm-hmm. About uh, 45 pages in, I was like, man, this is a really long comic to be a single issue. Did they somehow trick mm-hmm. us into reading a trade? Because we don't do trades on Dueling right. Review, but no, it's just a, a big, long... What is it, 100 pages or something?
1: It's a big flump and wump. Yeah, it's... Basically, the Black Label, I think what they're doing is doing what used to... Ha- what would have been, in 1987, a three-issue prestige format series mm-hmm. as one big volume. hmm So, yeah, that's a thing.
0: Yeah, so... This is an interesting story. Uh, This features um, Black Canary down on her luck. I guess she's having too much fun with the guys, and her band's falling apart, and she doesn't have any direction Mm -hmm. in her life. Uh, You've got uh, the Huntress doing the Huntress Mm -hmm. thing. She's basically become a pawn. Actually, point of order,
1: Huntress doing the Punisher thing, literally taking the Punisher's origin, but go on. Uh,
0: okay. Uh, I mean, I thought that was always her thing. You know, uh, the mob came in and killed her family, and she vowed revenge on them.
1: Yeah, no, that's a new thing.
0: Oh, that's a relatively new thing, then. Or when.
1: Yeah. Uh, the current iteration of it is New 52. Going back to 87, her family was not dead. Before uh, that, she was Batman's daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a long time ago. So, yeah.
0: Well, definitely. Uh, then you have Montoya, who is the police officer here. She's not the question, but she's using the Huntress for her own means, and uh, she's infiltrating a bad gang. And then we have Harley Quinn, who's fresh out of the suicide squad and maybe a little bit um, multiple personality disorder.
1: Yeah, she's what is, arguing what is the, with herself.
0: What is the mental disorder that they're trying to portray her as in this in this volume?
1: Well, it, essentially, it's the comic book version of disassociative identity disorder. You see it with Moon Knight. You see it with other characters who Two-Face is another good example where they seem to have two fully formed personalities that can interact. In this case, Harley's talking to herself in a compact mirror and herself, of course, is Dr. Quinzel.
0: So, and this is a completely new take on that.
1: I have never seen that before. So, yeah, the Harley arguing with Dr. Quinzel thing is new to Harley. It is in no way new. It's actually a very common take on uh, D.I.D. that you see in comics and it's well, in no I mean, it's, way it's new clinically... For Harley. Uh, yeah, True, realistic. but it's,
0: uh, I mean, <laughs> yes, you're right. They do do this with a lot of characters. Yes. <sighs> so, so so there's a new gang in town, a new mm-hmm. drug gang in town, Matthew. A new drug yeah. gang from Mexico, Matthew.
1: Ooh, and Los you know what, Esposas.
0: You know what that means, the- don't you?
1: The spouses of death. Uh, it means uh, very very bad spanish to the point that i can tell it's bad spanish I, I and i know rodrigo would be irritated
0: i i can't i couldn't tell if it was good or bad but uh the villains who tat their faces up to look like uh, de muerto the uh, the day of the dead people the 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 dead skulls
1: yeah. uh, uh the Calaveras.
0: was a little i thought maybe insensitive
1: uh, I, w- I want to say I won't say that it is stereotypical, but it's right on the edge of offensive. It's just, it really, you know, this is something that that throughout the issue I was bothered because we we have that, and then we have, of course, the Punisher. Not the, excuse me, the Huntress, who is uh, Italian American, canonically has yeah, been. Yeah. And she's, you know, talking to herself and uh, in weird, gratuitous Italian. Yeah, but she's and, not you know, over know, there going,
0: hey, look, Jesus. it's a spaghetti.
1: But she might as well be. She's she's like, mi familia. Oh, I'm like, really? Come so,
0: yeah, on. I think everything. And so there's a sequence in here. Now, black label yeah. tends to mean adult situations, uh, more graphic well, violence. Or in the case of the last book that Azzarello did that I remember from, um, from Black Label, we got to see Batman's penis.
1: Right, curse words and brassiers in this issue.
0: But, let me ask you a question because this is really weird. There's a scene where Black Canary is in the bar, and there's like three guys playing pool, and she gets mm-hmm. a call from uh, her bandmate who is about to overdose, and she's like, hold on, I've got something to do. And then we see her walking with like a bucket of beers towards these guys. And then the next panel, the next time we see her, she's like, Oh, I shouldn't have done that, or I felt like yes. I shouldn't have done that. Is the implication that she had sex with all those guys?
1: Yes. She got those she got drunk with those guys and they all went off and did stuff and
0: That's what yes, I thought, that, but, but I was the just like the story. I was just like, Wait, but this is a DC comic. Then I was like, I guess this is black label, so I guess that's what they do. But I thought that Black Canary was beyond that, but I guess maybe not.
1: Well, she has a date. I
0: don't know. I, don't know. I, I mean, I'm nothing. I mean, nothing against that. You know, if right. someone wants to have multiple partners at the same time or engage in an orgy or a threesome or whatever it is, totally fine by me. I don't. I don't care. I'm not trying to kink shame or anything like that. Uh, it just really surprised me. You. Yes. Yes. It is feels very
1: period. It feels very. Oh, we can make. You know, we don't have to be subtle about this we don't have to be like nudge nudge wink wink we're going to come out and just flat out make it clear and that's you know that's fine that's that's an artistic decision but the way it plays out feels like they're trying to play both sides against the middle because they won't come out and say you know black canary proudly went and had sex with people that's fine right And but they're also not going to do a chased black canary so they're going to go right up to that line and say it's an adult comic we can get away with this but we're not gonna i don't know i feel like i would i might have respected it more i don't necessarily want to see a graphic sex scene on panel or anything but i would have respected it more if they were explicit about it if they were like yep this is what happened you know black canary tired out three guys and then and had a fight and you know, that is that is a thing. That is a decision that you could make as a creator, and I feel like the decision that they made here is the worst of both worlds.
0: Just that it insinuates it or that it turns into a that shaming it, it session? It
1: insinuates it without committing to it.
0: Okay, but it also is a shaming session, right?
1: To some degree, I can see it. I mean, no one in this book comes off as a saint, which I'm oh, perfectly was, fine with.
0: That was going to be my next question, because nobody here comes off as a... They don't really come off as heroic. They're all just think, a group of people responding to a situation in the yeah. best way that they can.
1: This is, I mean, this is definitely anti-heroic. This is in the vein—I haven't seen the Birds of Prey movie, but this is in the vein of what we've seen in the DCEU, yeah. where everybody's just struggling along, trying to do their thing— you know, Superman's a vengeful murderer, and Batman's a vengeful murderer, and Wonder Woman is a vengeful murderer, and Aquaman is a vengeful murderer, and The Flash is a, a cute, neurotic guy, because you got to have that comic relief. But...
0: Yeah, then we, look at the, then we look at real life, and then we go, oh boy. Uh, so here's well, the thing. A couple of yeah. people are listening live in our Discord. We record this live to our patrons, 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time on Thursdays. Uh, several people um, mentioning that this feels kind of like the Birds of Prey movie. And I would say, and I saw a couple of people post online, that this book is what the Birds of Prey movie wanted to be, as far as, you know, the the tone and everything. Um, And I can kind of get that. And after I finished reading this, I really felt like this felt like it could be the sequel to the Birds of Prey movie. Now, I enjoyed the Birds of Prey movie just fine. I thought it was fine. I thought it was fun entertainment. I thought it had a few weird places that could have been smoothed out a little better. I thought there could have been a little bit more character development here and there. But for what it is, it was a fine movie. It's not It's not uh, The Godfather. It's not a Memento. It's not, you know, it's not anything that's supposed to be deep and, and contemplative. It's certainly not Citizen Kane, but it's a movie that you can sit back and have fun watching women kick ass. This feels like this wants to be the sequel.
1: I I feel like it definitely wants to be a movie pitch, um, and that's fine. Uh, again, I feel like there are a lot of decisions here that sort of come down to the thought process of what if the Powerpuff Girls only grown up and and bloody and sexy, and that's again I I feel like I don't want to I don't want to be like angry. I don't want to be attacking people who like this story. I just feel like it's neither fish nor fowl. It's not the full-fledged adult R-rated movie that you might want if you were doing kind of a a dark, gritty or even a, you know, a light and whimsical gritty birds of prey. You know, on a, on a Deadpool scale. It's not that, but it's also not a traditional comics bird of prey. It's like it's like They took the Birds of Prey from the comics that we know from the 80s and the 90s and going forward, and they took that and they put a fresh coat of paint on it that implies that it's entirely something different. And they do a couple of things through in here with some sex and some violence. There's a couple of F-bombs. There's There's a bunch of beheadings. Right. There's a, a, you know, a Huntress crossbow bolt directly through the throat you know they're doing the sex they're doing the violence they're doing the the profanity the race, they're doing racial
0: stereotypes
1: right lots of racial stereotypes oh my god the racial stereotypes you guys they're doing you know a secretive dark joker who doesn't speak
0: well and we don't ever see his face e- either
1: no they're trying to hide it because they don't want to uh, alienate people who love the uh Jared Leto the Suicide Squad Jared Leto ah. but they also don't want to alienate people who hate the Suicide Squad Jared Leto Do I you thought know? okay so... I can tell you the scene that explains to you why I don't like this book Okay Here's the deal Okay Harley gets in trouble she gets picked up by Amanda Waller Yeah and she's told you're you're an asset of Task Force X you know you are free to go you can go now but each mission you do, blah, 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 blah. You're fully deactivated. We are saving your butt and now you're free. And Amanda's like, you can think about who you want to be in this world. And she looks at her t shirt, you know, the t shirt that she wears. Right in, the, in the Suicide Squad movie, The Daddy's Little Monster shirt. And she's like, Okay, I'm taking off this shirt. And throws it on the ground and walks away in her bra, giving the finger to Belle Reeve. right? Right. She never takes off her jacket.
0: Well, maybe she took it off and put it back on
1: did she when
0: in between it's called the gutter
1: this is it's no it's not called the gutter it's <laughs> called poor storytelling and you know what this scene wanted what it wanted harley to walk away with uh, with her breasts out this scene is clearly drawn to be harley throwing that away and proudly taking her her own identity and being topless but they couldn't do that because they, there was a huge uproar about batman's weenie and i fully and firmly believe that that scene wanted to be this defining moment for Harley Quinn this you know huge beautiful moment that also included nudity but they couldn't commit to that so they went halfway and gave us a scene that doesn't work because you can feel that it's pulling back from what somebody seemed to want to do you know i'm not i'm not going to argue authorial authorial intent you can tell me that i'm wrong
0: well just but so, so people know this is what know, the story felt like uh, batman's Wiener was also written by Brian Azarello Brian who also
1: wrote this also a black label book, what, yeah. six months ago, eight months ago? I
0: don't know. It seems like a in, a in decade the before ago. times. In so. the long ago times, before yeah. recorded history. Oh,
1: yes. Fault.
0: So the problem that I had with this book, beyond the racial stereotypes, because that was the first thing that kind of offended me. It's like, so, oh, okay, let's let's make sure that the the lady uh drug dealers from Mexico wield size and uh tattoo their face to look like Day of the Dead, uh, skulls. What are those and speak skull with skulls?
1: They're called those? calaveras.
0: Calaveras. And oh, and uh, let's make him speak with an accent, and then let's make sure that all of the violence that happens happens to people of color. There's an Asian gang that they go up against, and there's lots of beheadings. And yep. there's, I think, some Italians uh, that get uh, demolished as well in this book. Might
1: as well be walking around saying, Baba de Poopy. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's the whole thing with the Joker where they wouldn't show his face. And the implication at the end is that Harley picks up a gun and blows him away. Right. Now, the only reason I can, the only reason that I could justify not showing his face beyond what you had said about the Jared Leto thing, which I didn't, I didn't think of, but uh, was that apparently there are three different Jokers running around the DC universe right they now. They didn't
1: want to tell us which.
0: And they didn't want to tell us which one. Joker
1: number one, Joker number two, Joker number three.
0: Yeah. Or maybe just a different Joker altogether. I, I, so Save I don't secret know.
1: secret word, win a hundred Jokers.
0: This really felt, this book really felt by the numbers as far as how do we get the characters, how do we set up, how do we introduce the conflict, how do we bring the team together, how do we do this, 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 and this. It really felt by the numbers as far as the storytelling goes. Right. And by the end, i got to say I didn't read the last ten pages because I was really bored. I kind of flipped through it and looked at the action, but I wasn't going to read the the mounds of dialogue that really had nothing to do with character development or plot development. Um, I just got bored. With with the entire book?
1: The last seven pages of the book are a riff on the end of The Killing Joke.
0: Mm, okay, where yeah, Joker so that's where, I, yeah, where she goes and up and she yes. joke.
1: Yeah. yeah, but it's seven pages Yeah, that's, of that's part where
0: I stopped, so maybe it was not Harley ten pages. Harley
1: talking but... to Joker and being like, I remember when you told me we were in love and then went through this whole thing, and she makes him laugh, and he walks away. It is literally the end of The Killing Joke, but four times as long and not nearly as narratively successful. And it ends with a moment that's even more divisive, I feel, and more, you know, uh, ambiguous than the ending of The Killing Joke. There are people who will argue that at the end of The Killing Joke, Batman kills the Joker. Yeah. You can see it. He snaps his neck on panel. You can totally see it. I mean, that's a very
0: legit, a legitimate read of that.
1: It is a read of the story, you know, and it comes from the text of it. And this is a story where you can say, did she kill him? Did she mean to kill him? Did she try to kill him? What, I mean, what's going to happen next? Nothing's going to happen next because, and I'm going to, I'm going to spoil this for you right now. There will not be another issue of this comic because it's not very good.
0: Well, plus it's a one shot. And and again, well, that's, it goes back to the thing of why does it say number one on it? Why doesn't it just say one shot? That's all you got to do. Birds of prey, one shot. I I, People people agree with me on this, and I've seen this both uh, not in the major spoiler circles, but people outside the major spoiler circles who have said this exact same thing and complain, not about this book, but these uh, these one-shots in general. Um, I don't really... So here's the thing. I think that this, because of the way that there is a lack of comic books on the shelves right now, I think that this will be... A fairly big seller this month. It'll probably be—I'm going to guess—it's probably going to be in the top ten books sold in in uh, in June. And I think that it will have enough of a success that we probably will see a next story after this. It's not going to be a continuation of this because the cartel is already destroyed. Uh, you know, the gang has been kicked out of out of Gotham, and no dirty drugs on the streets, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, So I have a feeling that there will be a sequel to this book. And I probably would bet that there's a third book on the way. I'm sure that there's, you know, they're they're working a black label like they do uh, movie movie contracts where you get a three-picture deal, in this case a three-book deal. And um, I think that people who really enjoyed the Birds of Prey movie and the people who really can look past the racial stereotypes that are, I guess some people might say borderline offensive. I kind of found a lot of it offensive. Um, I think those people will enjoy this book and will buy this book.
1: Well, there are definitely going to be people arguing that it's a great comic and you know, that is an opinion and that is just as valid as my opinion that it's not a great book. And I think that that's kind of the fun of this, but what it What it really boils down to for me is not, is it good or is it bad? It's, is it successful in doing anything? And this story, to me, isn't really successful at bridging kind of an R-rated mentality with the existing characters. It's not really good at being a traditional story, even with F-bombs, you know? There was a Harley Quinn mini not too long ago that I just loved that was a black label where Mm, Harley was mm -hmm. just running around and she was trying to tell a story. She's like, my name is Harley F Quinn. And somebody tried to shell her and she screams an F bomb. And she tries to tell the joke again. And she screams another F bomb. Do you know what the F stands for? It stands for Francis, but four times she said the F bomb word. Mm -hmm. And it was really funny. And it was one of those moments where you're like, okay, I can see why this book is a black label. I see, What they wanted to do here that made them want to argue, we should go R-rated. I don't feel that with this Birds of Prey number one, other than we want to do bog standard story, but we want to amp up the violence and amp up the F-bombs and amp up the sex, but not to the point where there's actual sex, just to the point where it's strongly implied and we want to amp up the edgy, edgy storytelling, but we also want to do these things that you know are just messed up.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. From a you know paint by the numbers storytelling method, I think mm-hmm. this book did everything that it set out to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that it created something that is a little bit more um, intense than what you got from Suicide Squad or from the Birds of Prey movie. I think the art is is fine. I think that a lot of the subject matter and some of the things that are going on there in character development is um, not what readers will expect. And I, for me, I found that it fell very, very flat um, every single page as far as the storytelling goes because you kind of knew where everything was going and what was going on. And there were no surprises in this to me. Yeah. Uh, which is probably why in those last seven pages as I was flipping through, it's like, oh yeah, this is kind of like The Killing Joke. Oh, she shot the Joker. Okay, the end. I'm glad I'm done with this. I didn't enjoy this book. Uh, You know, as much as the writing gets a little uh, um, heavy-handed at times, the art is really good, um, but I didn't enjoy this at all. And unfortunately, I can't recommend it, but if this sounds like something that you do want to check out, realize it is a $10 book, Uh, There's a link in the show notes, so you can pick this up on Comixology, or you can go over to the Major Spoilers website and click on the link and pick it up at Comixology. Um, So if you want to read it, by all means, uh, go check it out. I'm not not convinced, unfortunately, that this is something that will be long-lived. I think, you know, I can't even remember the name of that Batman book. I think the only thing people remember from that Batman book is Batman's Wiener. And I think the only thing people are going to walk away from this book with is, I think, Harley shot the Joker. Which kind of defeats the purpose of the birds of prey coming together as a team, defeating the drug lords, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. This this feels like a a strike to me.
1: A skip. I would it. agree. I I feel like I'm I'm happier with the art. I feel like there are parts of this book that are just lovely. Emanuela Lupuccino really rocks on a lot of these portrayals. And as much as I complain about that scene where Harley takes off her shirt without actually taking off her jacket, or seemingly does, it really is or a maybe nice shot really good when she's taking off,
0: Maybe she's just really good at taking off her shirt. Maybe she, well, a, maybe, she maybe she did a Hulk Hogan and just ripped that off, brother.
1: It's possible. And you know the the combat sequences where she's beating up clowns in a bar. Which, by the way, those clowns do not look like Joker goons. They look like clowns. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. That's wrong.
0: Yeah. You know, I,
1: I feel like there's <laughs> a are lot scary here. And wrong. Yeah. There's a lot here artistically that's really nice, and I feel like this iteration of Huntress has probably never looked better. There has been a lot of Huntress recently where I'm just like. Oh, I do not like this artist, but this is some really good huntress. I like the Black Canary. I like a lot of the artistic stuff. I like the actual pictures themselves. Yeah,
0: the art is good. I think that's the the standout thing about this. And if you want yeah. 100 pages of pretty pictures, um, yep. then, you know, definitely pick it up. If you want to say, ah, what a Stephen and Matthew know. I've been reading Brian Azarello all my life, and I love it. I love everything that he does. And I'm going to pick this up just to prove them wrong. Then, you know, go ahead, please do. Uh, yeah. I hope you enjoy it. We did not. Um, nope. And that's okay. Uh, maybe you don't enjoy it either. We've laid out the reasons why we did not enjoy the book. Uh, maybe you can go over to the uh, to the comment section over at Majorspoilers.com and let us know why you really liked the book. Or, you know, if you want to tell us why you didn't like the book, that's fine too. Uh, but there is that comic se- comment section over at Majorspoilers.com. There is also the Discord channel where you can go in and talk about comic books and movies and toys and video games and uh, so much more. There's a link to the Discord channel in our show notes as well. I mentioned early in this episode that we landed on this this issue because of you, our dear, 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 dear patrons and listeners, just like you.
1: You people did this. Oh, don't
0: don't call them you people.
1: You wonderful spoilerites and supporters. Did this to me. How did they do this? They went to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash major spoilers, and they looked for the dueling review. Now, if you were looking right now, just theoretically, you'd look for the one that says
0: uh, June, 10th, June the 10th of 2020, and you will find and a you'll link. you'll
1: be able to see a list of comics.
0: Yeah, some of those comics next week that you could pick from would be Faithless 2, number one, <laughs> highly controversial comic. Believe Faithless. me. Faithless. Highly, highly, highly controversial uh, coming out of Boom Studios, people are some people are refusing to carry this book in their bookstores. That's that's how controversial this wow. thing is. Wow. Uh, Go Power Rangers number thirty-two, Jim Henson's Dark Crystal Age of Resistance number eight, and something is killing the children number seven, which I believe was nominated for. Uh, what's the what's the big thing? Uh, let me an let me Eisner. Op- an Eisner. Yes, um, Boom Studios had sent out a. A, uh, a thing today, celebrating the prestigious 2020 Eisner Award nominations: Best New Series, *Once in Future*; Best New Series, *Something Is Killing the Children*; Best Graphic Album, *A uh, New Is New World*; and Best Lettering, Jim Campbell, uh, of *Black Bridge*, uh, *Coda*, *Giant Days*, *Lumberjanes*, *The Shape of Friendship*, and so much more. So, those are the things that uh, that uh, were nominated from Boom Studios. So. Get in on that uh, something that's killing the children. It might be a winner this year, and you guys can something. read it and say, "I read this win."
1: It's killing the children.
0: Uh, Dark Horse Comics coming out next week. We have Disney Lady and the Tramp story movie tie-in comic hardcover for ten ninety nine. Uh, uh, let's see, what do we have? A uh, mask. I pledge allegiance to the mask trade paperback seventeen ninety nine. Oh, Ruby I Falls to love mask gets a trade paperback. What happened? You don't like T-Bob it anymore. T Bob was
1: the best. T Bob. T Bob. Yeah. Okay. Matt Tracker's son had a robot named T-Bob who would ride along in the back of the Camaro when they would go off on missions. This mask. Nice. The Mobile Armored Strike Command.
0: Okay, not that kind of mask. Uh, also, Dark Horse Comics only releasing trade paperbacks next month, or next week. DC Comics Whoa. next week has Amethyst number three of six, so we're at the halfway point there. Batman The Adventure Continues number one gets the first print cop, uh, copy. It was originally released in digital first. I think it's up to chapter four now. Uh, this week, I think, is chapter four. Batman's Grave number seven arrives this week. Harley Quinn number 1773 arrives next week. Sorry. Joker, the 80th anniversary 100 page super spectacular number one arrives. Uh, let's see. Justice League number 46, Nightwing 71, and Wonder Woman Tempest Toss trade paperback for 17 bucks. Dynamite Entertainment has Death Defying Devil number three, Deja is number five. Kiss zombies number five, but not kiss zombies. It's kiss, don't, zombies. Don't kiss zombies. Don't kiss
1: zombies. Kiss colon zombies. I think
0: it's, I think it's kiss slash zombies.
1: No, the kiss are the zombies. Kiss. Oh, okay. Zombies.
0: Ah, so they're kiss zombies.
1: They're zombies
0: that are kissed. Were once kiss. I see how that works. Red yes. Sonia Age of Chaos number three. Vampirilla number nine. Uh, Vampirilla Red Sonia number eight. All coming out next right. week from Dynamite Entertainment. I D published.
1: Kill zombies, marry vampires, and then um, wait, I can't say that, can I? Never mind.
0: Yeah, no, really can't. IDW yeah. Publishing has Cobra Kai Karate Kid Saga continues, number four, the final issue of that. Dungeons yes, and sensei. Dragons, a Darkened Wished trade paperback. Uh, TMNT Color Classics trade a paperback, volume three. I'm looking to see if there's anything. I think Karate Kid and Disney Comics and Stories, number 12, and uh, Kill Lock, number five. Uh, Mountainhead number four and Wellington number four are the only single issues next week. Image Comics next week has Bitterroot number eight, Adventure Man number one, <laughs> Adventure, man. Um, Adventure Man. Die, 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 die number 10, Philadelphia number, number six, seven. and we also have The Undiscovered Country number six coming out next week. Marvel Comics next week returns to single issues with Black Cat number 11, Daredevil number 20, Deadpool number five, Excalibur number 10, Miles Morales, Spider Man number 17, and the new mutants, number 10. In all the rest category, we have Archie versus Predator 2, the trade paperback. Uh, let's see, Artemis and Assassin, number 2. Casper Spot- Spotlight, Ghostly Trio, number 1. I hate those guys, to be honest. They're my least favorite part of the Casper stuff. Not that Casper's what? any good to begin with. But Stinky the ghost- and
1: Fatso and, yeah, and D-Bag. Yeah, I hate those guys. you're supposed to hate them they're they're jerks
0: I I just I just don't like them they're like the cross between like Eddie Haskell meets the three stooges (laughs) yeah they were the worst Uh, let's see what else is coming out next week kuma 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 bear graphic novel volume one (laughs) Masamune Kun's revenge graphic novel volume 11 Uh, no one's rose number two overlord graphic novel parasite graphic novel in storyboards $30 there Shapes number five and Silver Age Classic Space Adventures Hardcover Volume three, $45. Or you could get the Slipcase Edition Volume three for $56. Those are just some of the comics coming out next week. Again, as Matthew said, head over to patreoncom major spoilers. Look for the post. It's totally free. You don't even have to be a paying patron to vote. You just have to click on that little comment section and say, hey, you guys, I'd really like for you to review this comic book next week. And, um, you know, uh, whichever one gets the most votes, is the one we'll review. And Birds of Prey certainly had a lot of votes this week. Uh, So there you go. Uh, Let's see. I think that's it, Matthew, right? Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for hanging out on the Discord. We've got the true elect, Kevin Eleven. Uh, we've got Omega Lazarus. Uh, we have his Marshall internet today. Uh, poor Marshall is not here today. Where's Marshall? Marshall
1: and the rest... The
0: and the rest are there in the Major Spoilers Discord channel. Thank you so much for downloading and checking us out this week. We will return next time when you will hear Matthew say... What?